It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. I'm Rob Murphy and on the line is Alan Deegan for this week's Midweek Show. Hi Rob. Hi Alan. Southern Kings coming to Galway. Don't mean to in any way downgrade that game, but in between a trip to Toulouse and a Champions Cup clash with Gloucester away from home, it is the fixture that people might have forgotten. I think so. I think a lot of people have forgotten that the Pro 14 is on this week. It's It's gone very low profile due to the fact that um, Europe is the big game in town. Coming up this week to preview that Southern Kings game, which kicks off at 5.15 on Saturday at the sports ground. Get yourself there and get behind the Connacht team who are flying on really good form, I guess, overall in the recent months, certainly in this competition. Uh, they'll be disappointed, obviously, with the Leinster defeat on their last outing in the Pro 14. But since then, a win over Montpellier and a good performance in Toulouse has them in good form. This week, we're going to hear from Tiernan O'Halloran and Andy Friend. They were at the Pro 14 launch, Alan, in Cardiff. What else do we describe it as? Because it's a strange one. Eight weeks into the season. It is, but of course it's it's been launched because the Pro 14 started in the middle of the World Cup and whatever chance mm. they had of getting um, press attention back then, they, 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 at least they had some sort of chance this week. Yeah, so William flew over to Cardiff for that, got loads of audio, much of which you'll be listening to in the next few weeks as well. Uh, but in relevant to this weekend... He, of course, has got the key interviews with the two Connick lads and he's got some Southern Kings audio as well. Robbie Kempson, their head coach, was over at the launch too, so we're going to hear from him. How about we hear from them now? Starting with Andy Friend, then Tiernan O'Halloran, and before we're done, we'll go straight to uh, Southern Kings voice and, uh, as I said, Robbie Kempson, head coach. Andy, there was a lot of praise and commendation for Connacht after the performance in Toulouse, but in the cold light of day, would players and the coaches look at that and think that was maybe one that, that got away that you had a you had a real strong grip in that game, I know you're only a couple of points ahead but kind of they, they kind of slipped away, so just a couple of small things turned it. Yeah that was definitely the feeling post the game you know, we, we sat there in the change room I thought our captain on the day Quinn Rue wrapped it up really well and he, he let out an expletive and said we let that one go boys and does anyone else feel like that and we all looked and said yeah we did um so yeah, I, 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 there, there were some really good patches of that that performance, but um, what it taught us or what it reminded us, we didn't need teaching with it. But in order to beat Toulouse in Toulouse or to, or to beat any any quality team away from home in Champions Cup, you got to play for eighty minutes and you got to keep the pressure on, and you can't give them the turnovers and the and the the pressure releases that we gave them. Sixteen turnovers, fourteen penalties, too much pressure release, and they're a good enough team to, to win it from there. Different competition for a week, Kings. Uh, assumption is Connacht will win. Connacht will get five points. This will be a fairly easy run in the park, but I assume that danger was put to bed very quickly. And They have had an away win, which is something that they've really struggled with. Yeah, they have, and they've also had two weeks to prepare for this. So whilst we've been playing Champions Cup, they've been sitting back in South Africa watching us and watching what we've been doing and recovering and getting themselves right. They've got this game and then they've got about five weeks off or four weeks off. So this is their one game uh, in pretty much a, a seven-week period. So you know what's coming. You've got, um, you know, they'll be buoyed by their last win against the Ospreys. They've had a nice recovery. They've now come into Galway early. They arrived there today. Um, they've got this game and then they've got a break leading up to Christmas. So uh, we'll, we'll be under no illusions. They're going to be a 
a, a very tough, tough team. And they're a team, a young team that's building and growing new coaching staff as well. Um, so they're always dangerous too. Tiernan, when are you hoping to be back? How's the recovery going timeline? It's going well so far. Uh, originally, I was kind of looking at a 16-week period, but um, I'm actually just oh, six weeks now. Uh, six weeks yesterday I was um, from my operation, so I'm a couple of weeks ahead of schedule, so I'm kind of hoping to be back maybe around Christmas time is the plan, so we'll see how that goes. And you got to get the hand up and you got to get this gentleman standing just to our right here to uh, select you yeah 100 percent. and you know it's you know the the squad depth that we have at the moment it, it's just it's re it's one of the strongest i think we've ever had at connacht um so like you said i think there's times gone by where you might have popped out of a long-term injury and straight back into a team whereas now you have to really you know get back on the pitch and put your best foot forward and really fight for that spot again because um just from one to 15 at the moment is just so competitive in every position um so it's really important that when we do get back you're just you're raring to go and you can you can really give it your all and hopefully get that jersey for whenever you do get back and give it your best shot and that competitiveness does that actually drive your rehab on a bit because you're you, you want to i know you have to follow the exact parameters of what the snc's are telling you but it's a good atmosphere to be in that you know it's it's this is a real there's a real opportunity for everybody here and you've just got to put your hand up yeah big time you know it's a big squad effort and i think that's always the way it is even you know when when all the rest of the squad join up with the injured guys they always give you a pat on the back and encourage you as well because they know you're obviously going through a tough period being injured nobody likes to be injured as a professional athlete it's one of the toughest things to do um you want to be on the pitch playing with all the lads and enjoying the wins and and you know getting each other through the losses as well so um it's quite a tough period but at the same time you know it's a it's a big squad effort when you're injured and you kind of you try and you know surround yourself with that and help yourself out with that so i think um we're really good at that at Connacht and we have a good atmosphere and a good environment for that so um you know we're all really supportive of each other and it's just really helps you i suppose get through those tough periods of rehab and and pushing the position and knowing you know, when you do get that opportunity or whoever gets that opportunity in your jersey that you're supporting that person or you're support, the other guys are going to be supporting you. Andy, just looking ahead, you've got the Kings and it's double-headed with Gloucester, then it's three interprovincials and it's two European games. It's Is that daunting or challenging or are you just sort of going, well, we'll worry about the Kings and maybe Gloucester at the minute and we'll leave the other stuff for a little while because you could get swamped with these fixtures coming at you. Yeah, it's, yeah you could. Um, it's challenging is the way I, I don't see it as a daunting task I see it as a as a task for uh, for us all to step up and, and to rise up and to and to meet that head on as Tien and said we've got really good squad depth we do have some injuries um, which is always disappointing but each week we tend, tend to be getting new players back we might lose a couple we get other ones back but you know, we said at the front end of the season it will be a squad effort it has to be a squad effort we do have a healthy squad we've got a lot of positivity around the group we continue to challenge each other and stretch each other and, and make sure that we're better versions each week that we, we turn up and our game's better each week when it turns up and I believe that's happening at the moment. So with each new weekend, there's a new opportunity, a new challenge for us and we're ready for it. Robbie Connacht are going pretty well. They've had two big games in Europe um, against French opposition, so they'll be a stiff challenge. But I think you'll be bringing your standard, what I call your brand of rugby because you do tend to play play the ball are you trying to maybe temper that slightly yeah that's an, uh, they're not going pretty well they're going damn well uh, that the other one that they've had in, in Europe is they've done exceptionally well considering the amount of injuries that they've had so um, no, listen we are trying to 
play a particular brand. Uh, we've also brought in Swayster Brain to assist that process. Um, you know, once a week as a consultant. So, yeah, I, I don't think we will adapt and change subtly with regards to conditions. Um, call her always lovely in winter. So, um, yeah, but I don't, I don't think we go too far away from what we want to achieve as a team and a collective for the entire competition. But certainly, we you know we have to adapt to conditions as we go on. Would that be a kick-in game, or it's it's just is it is it just reading the conditions on the day that you, you've got to actually think on the hoof as you're playing? Yeah, listen, we, you know, it, it went from uh, I think it was two degrees in rain to yeah, as you said, sunshine and perhaps four to five degrees. So um, now we'll adapt the conditions on the day. I think we've got a variety of different plans that we can work around with regards to and how we can adapt to certain conditions. And certainly, if if the weather does come down as it, it can and go at any time, then we'll adapt to those conditions at that particular time. And, and yeah, I mean, obviously, it move towards more of a territorial game if the yeah becomes a bit more damp. But uh, certainly if the sun's to shine and go away, we'll be fortunate and uh, we'll adapt to that as well. That was William Davis over in Wales. This podcast brought to you by Murty Rabbits, the place to go before and after your Connick Games. And uh, one thing we wanted to mention about them this week is on top of our usual association with them, many of our crew are going to be there for the Over the Line Galway Bay FM special on December 12th. So that's one to mark your diaries down. It's going to be a Connick Rugby night to look ahead to the Christmas period fixtures and especially that Gloucester game that'll be coming up that weekend. So a really good, exciting Thursday night of audio, a Facebook live event going across all the Galway Bay FM platforms. And it's for the hospice. So a great cause. Tenure in, all proceeds going to the hospice. So if you're around Galway on Thursday the 12th, come down and hear some great rugby chat. Lots more than just the usual as well. We have some interesting guests lined up too. So more on that in the coming weeks. Our sponsors, Marty Rabbits, is the venue. Right, moving on, and we've got a game to look forward to. What's the injury situation, Alan? Another fresh injury at the weekend where um, Tom Farrell went off. Um, he re-injured a shoulder he'd, he'd injured a couple of weeks previously and is out with a, a broken scapula, I believe. Could be six weeks Ooh. or so. Um, they said it doesn't need surgery, so hopefully it's not too bad. Um, but it's a, not a great time of the year to be losing losing Tom Farrell um, but he's the only injury fresh injury from that match thankfully even though it was it was a heck of a match from a physicality point of view the long term injuries are still there Paddy McAllister Tiernan Hallen is actually hoping to get back by Christmas um, uh, Gavin Thornby Sean O'Brien still out for till January and slightly further um, Killian Gallagher um, we've heard uh, injured his shoulder against Montpellier but he's not due back till March so that's the second row still struggling Kieran Marmion uh, is, they're hoping is going to be due back for Gloucester uh, and Stephen Fitzgerald is due back next week also there are leaders injured and we don't have a time frame on it but on the good side of things Owen McKeown is back this week Niadi Loken is back this week so is our captain Jared Butler Bundy is back after being rested from his strain, the, the hamstring strain, and Dennis Buckley missed the Toulouse game through illness, but he's available for the Kings. Interesting. Very disappointed for Tom Farrell because he had such a good game against yeah. Toulouse and, and he looked so disappointed going off. That was a massive contest for him too because you have to remember that was his first Champions Cup game as well and he really enjoyed it. He certainly did and he's shown that he's, he's one of the form centres um, in the country and, and I suppose having... Alexa Bundyaki beside him, he knows that he's capable of playing at that level, um, you know, training and playing alongside Bundy on a regular basis. So hopefully it's it he he's a quick healer and, and we'll see him um before the Six Nations. One of the cornerstones of the Andy Friend era, if we can even say that so soon into season two, but is Connick's 
performances in games like this one against the Southern Kings. In the past, these were the games where we'd be getting nervous because they'd put in a massive performance against a side they shouldn't be capable of beating. And then, of course, a game where we're expecting a massive performance and a big win wouldn't wouldn't kind of uh, it wouldn't transpire that way. So with that in mind, things are different now, Alan. And I think Connick fans and I think the Connick team will come in confident that they can get the job done against the Southern Kings. Sure, the South African side did win away to the Ospreys on their last outing, but overall, just a one win for them so far this season. Connacht are operating at a higher level for the moment. Oh, they certainly are. Um, you know, and, and at home, you're looking at Connacht being somewhat more efficient than they are when they're away. Um, and Danny did some stats. We put it up on the Patreon site, patreon.com slash Rugby, where we showed that you know we gave away 13 penalties at the weekend against one of the most dominant scrums in Europe. I don't think that's going to happen this weekend, which I think would give Connacht much more ball and they'd be able to hold on to the ball somewhat um, longer than they have done, than they did against Toulouse. And, and the Southern King guys aren't quite uh, the same size as some of these Toulouse lads. So um, they'll be looking forward to getting playing at home Somewhere they're, they're, they've played really well this season, apart from one game, which you won't mention. Um, and the Kings do struggle away from home. They, they come up against an Osprey side that are in some disarray. Um, strange press conference they had today in, in Cardiff, where they couldn't they couldn't tell who was go, who was coaching them this week for legal reasons. Um, there's some it's some interesting audio. I might what? I might put that up on the Patreon site because it's very inter- That part of the audio is very interesting. William really enjoyed that section. Can we? Is it possible to drop it in here now as well for our listeners, since it sounds so? Yeah, yeah, I will. It's only it's only about it's only about a minute, but it, it's a minute. Yeah, it's about a minute, minute and a half. Let's have a listen to it. Are you taking training for the weekend, then, Richard? Should I? Are you in charge of training for the weekend? No, again, you know, legally it's not a you know, situation for a club that we can't... Are you taking training? Yeah, that, that's a question for two, isn't it? It's a question about who's actually... Well, I, I'm training. involved in the sessions, you know, that's... You know, but we, we're, we're prepping as, as we would normally. Somebody's got to be in charge of the training session, aren't they? Are they, are they just turning up the same as we do today? Who's taking the sessions this week? Well, Matt Sherratt's there, Hoggy's there. These are all quality, quality coaches who, who take our sessions throughout most of the weeks anyway. So, so you know, there's plenty of experience there to look after it. I don't see why, besides the what's going on in the background, why you just can't say who's taking training. That, that's another issue, isn't it? Yeah, guys, we can't comment on, on who's co- taking training. coaching. We can't comment on it. What's well, so you on coach this week? Can't comment on the coaching situation. Legally, we can't. So you you coaching yourself then? <laughs> you know, or do you want me to come down? Ridiculous, isn't it? All right, there you go. Wow, yeah. Uh, stunning stuff I know a little bit off topic but I suppose it's slightly related as they're the last team the Kings played uh, yeah disarray in the Ospreys well beaten in the Champions Cup as well outings too to go with that defeat to the Kings it's bad times over in Swansea um, we'll probably hear more about that as the season progresses alright well one other thing coming into a game like this Alan it's a big month there's going to be extended terraces for the Gloucester game and the Munster game which is great news two big weeks of rugby and you'd imagine that'll be the case come to lose as well is that fair enough in January? Oh, you would have thought so. Like you know, especially after mm. that performance last week. You know, when when you look at how well Connacht performed with the team that they had out, missing so many players um, to to perform as well as they did, um, and to feel as though they let they let one go, um, you'd expect them to to be coming full. You know, all guns blazing for to lose at home and and trying to get another victory against them, um, one of the premier teams in Europe. 
Yeah, so that's that side of things. A couple of weeks ago after the Montpellier victory, we weren't able to squeeze this into that podcast, but we did talk about the fact that they didn't have as big a crowd as maybe we would have expected for a Champions Cup fixture at that game, six and a half thousand or so, maybe a little bit under that, and not the 8,100 that you can get into the sports ground with the extended terraces. So we just wondered, kind of aloud, whether that is going to be an issue going forward and, and what might be needed to drag out those uh, more supporters. looks like that's happened, but here's what we thought at the time. Uh, was there anything else I wanted to say? Yeah, this is slightly negative, but it's disappointing that we didn't get to the extended terraces type level of crowds. Kickoff time's a factor, yeah. Niall. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I think everybody knew it, anywhere it wouldn't have, there wouldn't have been a, there wouldn't have been a full house. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I buy that 100. I think the fact that the Leinster result as well took away from it a little bit, and I just wonder about there's more to be done. I think to capture these because we're looking at 12,000 future attend a stadium. I just think any time you need to be getting the eight or nine thousand for Champions Cup, Lindley. Yeah, I, I actually was surprised because I actually thought there would be eight thousand here, but That's I for, but I forgot it was that we didn't have the extended seating. There was a cost to that, of course. So I and just the interest levels weren't there during the week. But to be fair, also you've got to look in the fact is that last week you had people coming from Dublin, and here this week we had people oh, yeah. coming from this. Fair and also there was about two thousand Leinster fans. And also I do I do agree with you. There is there was something severely weird about walking to a Connacht game in Galway in the morning it just doesn't feel right is it all coffee cups on the terrace and I think it was, was and, and you're also with yeah. the, where we stand there's normally a group of about you know 25, 30 people there was only about 10, and 10 of those people here so many people in the clan stand were not normal people who would normally be here well, and, then, and someone made well, the point that you know it's a family day and well, people might be, we might have got a new group of 2,000 to replace them and that's all good but I am saying not, like it's, it's all ambitious stuff I'm not saying it's a failure or of any kind of say, but I think you'd like to think going forward if the Champions Cup becomes the norm that you can be hitting 9,000 all the time it's a target yeah yeah it's an ambition I think they will I mean I have, you know, have a young son. It's not the easiest thing in the world to bring him to a game here. To be perfectly honest with you, and that's well, just in terms of naturally for any bring him anywhere. Yeah. Like he's needs seats. He's four foot tall. <laughs> I mean, you know, wherever he is. Yeah, I mean, he, as you look around, yeah, yeah the barrier here at the front is is nearly too high for him. So, do you know what I mean? The need. That's it, why it the new stadium is going to transform that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, it, and it'll be a venue it'll be a, like wow like you come up I love the sports round I love the clan stand the crowd at the start and myself and William mentioned it was a very strange crowd and it was a very strange buzz about the place there wasn't even a buzz about the place but by the end of the game you had a whole clan stand sounding like the clan stand so that should hopefully generate more more people again but if you've got a if you've got a, a stand that's comfortable that has all the facilities it needs it's indoors it, you know it becomes an event that people want to come to because it's a location people want to come to that helps the key the team has to be winning yes. every so often not all the time but every so often a result like this makes me absolutely certain that there'll be extended terraces for the Gloucester game because there'll be momentum they'll be in the competition in the middle of it and the competition itself will have momentum there'll be 2,000 people from Gloucester yes. well, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true yeah, yeah. but I, I do think uh, like Alan said maybe some new people came today for a lunchtime kickoff that'll come for that just worth talking about because mm-hmm. it's all about the future so there you have it and you know Alan we were saying it then obviously we're encouraged now by the Increased capacity, but it does take that little bit of going above and beyond if you're a Connick fan in inside the Connick branch in the marketing and in the administration departments. They have to go above and beyond and figure out ways as well because it's tough. It's a small population. It's tough for Connick to fill that gate ground every week. It's tough for fans uh, to come out every single week for every single game. But the team are kind of really punching above their weight, and we probably have to do that with attendances as well and get those sellouts as much as possible in Champions Cup fixtures. Oh, I, I think so. But I think one thing we didn't mention in that conversation was the, the, the World Cup hangover. 
Um, the fact that you know a lot of rugby fans were sort of still a bit annoyed with what happened in the World Cup and, and how disappointing the World Cup had been and it was still fairly close to the World Cup whereas now the feel good factor is back after the first weekend of European rugby where the four Irish teams won um, and then the excellent performance last week from, from Connacht and the others all getting good results um, that, that rugby's back on the on the plus side and maybe people feel that they can start to go back out and go and enjoy games and, and get yeah. out and watch them again that's true, but I think the point is there are so many excuses, and that was just one of the excuses. Yeah. There's loads of other excuses as well. It's a small population base. It's hard to get in Goa, into Goa in certain evenings. The kickoff times can be horrible in the Champions Cup. A one o'clock kickoff at lunchtime, as you said yourself in that piece, very different crowd around you during the games. But I do think that across the board, both from the team doing it as they're doing it, just going above and beyond despite the resources and the injuries, and then from the point of view of maybe thinking outside the box and ticket prices, because it is expensive on a one-off ticket. Conic season ticket isn't too bad for Ali. We're on twenty euro game, I think, I was working out there. Mm-hmm. But um, the one-off tickets can be can be harsh uh, can be harsh at times. So it's maybe something they need to think about just to get those numbers through the gates and get more people in. And uh, obviously, yeah, from the fans' point of view, it's just that kind of maybe sometimes when you're just feeling like you might watch it on telly, it does make a difference if you go to the games. It is what grabs attention uh, from the IRFU in Dublin when they see these numbers going through the gates. And obviously, Connor. Taking, have taken phenomenal strides forwards in the last three or four years alone never mind the last ten years in terms of attendance um, but yeah I, I, I do agree with you on the prices I think the prices are, are slightly for the one-off match the walk-up if a, you know if somebody wants to come up and a small family comes up you know it's costing them a, an arm and a leg just to get in the gate um, and I don't think it's it's quite right as it stands at the moment a few quid less would might make all the difference uh, the, uh, it's 27.50 standing behind a goal open air it is the issue and and I think Niall brilliantly nailed it in 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 that clip that you were listening to folks there where you just really underlined the fact that look it's hard to uh, operate in a ground like this modern facilities are needed we love the sports ground for what it is Alan myself and yourself always talk about this but the, for 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 your for Connick to progress into those bigger uh, spheres of attendances and into the bigger numbers consistently you need to have the facilities, obviously, for families to stay dry, to have uh, access to seats if they want it, maybe for a little bit more money, for sure. But at least you can bring your kids along then and all those elements. So that's the long term. But in the short term, bottom line, and I'll finish on this unless you want to add to it, it's just that having to go above and beyond. As I keep saying it, the team are going above and beyond despite all the challenges they have in terms of budgets and injuries. And it, it's just going to require the same from outside the box thinking within the branch in terms of maybe offering the kind of deals that maybe other provinces don't offer. And then from fans who just... Fortunately, once in a while, when you mightn't feel like it, you have to kind of push yourself and say, look, you know what, even though it's the Southern Kings this weekend, Connacht need a bit of score. I agree. Couldn't agree more. Here is what's coming up this weekend and what happened in the last round. It was round two of the European Champions Cup last weekend. Starting on Friday night in Pool 3, it finished Ulster 18, Clermont Avern 13. On Saturday in Pool 1, Lyon 6, Leinster 13. In Pool 4, Munster 21, Racing 92-21. And on Sunday the 24th in Connacht Pool, Pool 5, Montpellier 30, Gloucester 27. Pool 5, Toulouse lead, 2 wins, 1 bonus point, 9 points. Montpellier have a win and a loss and 1 bonus point on 5 points. Connacht have one win, one loss, no bonus points, four points. And Gloucester, who Connacht will play in the back-to-back games in December, have no wins, two losses, but two bonus points to give them two points in fourth place. In the Pro 14, next Friday night, November the 29th, 
Munster versus Edinburgh and Ulster versus Scarlets. Both games kicking off at 7.35pm. And on Saturday the 30th of November, there are five games down for decision. These kickoff times are Irish time. Benetton versus Cardiff Blues at 3pm. Connacht versus the Southern Kings at 5.15pm. Dragons play Zebre at the same time. And finally, at 7.35pm, two games, Glasgow Warriors versus Leinster and Ospreys versus the Cheetahs. That's almost like from us, just uh, a bit more on the Southern Kings. Alan, uh, you know, we're getting to know them. He's only playing them once a season because they weren't in our conference, so we really know so little about them uh, at this stage. Having said that, they are at this uh, interesting point in their season, and a lot of listeners won't be aware of this, and certainly a lot of the wider public will be aware of this. The Southern Kings are about to go into their summer break. They don't play Champions Cup rugby as as most of our listeners will definitely know. And they also don't play any Christmas fixtures against each other. None of their, they don't have the derbies against Cheetahs. They're held back until about February, I think it is, during the Six Nations when they play each other a couple of times. So from that perspective, with the summer weather down there, this is their last game before the summer holidays and maybe might affect in terms of the overall uh, energy levels in those closing stages because they might have one eye on the uh, on the beach. But we'll see. <laughs> That's the hopeful scenario from a Connacht perspective. But one thing's for sure, it's, it's very interesting how the Pro 14 have been able to work this structure out to allow for these teams to compete in a Northern Hemisphere tournament and still get their break. Yeah, indeed. Actually, Andy Andy Friend mentioned it in his chat where he talked about the fact that, yes, they're, they're coming up to a break, but they've had two weeks off whilst Connacht have been, been playing tough European rugby so these guys have had a win and on the back of that win they've had two weeks off to prepare for Connacht watch what Connacht have been doing over the last two weeks so this game could be a lot tighter than some of the other games that we've played against mm. the Southern Kings um, You know, and sometimes it just takes a little, a small victory to get the, the boost in confidence that you need having said that they've had some very bad defeats away from home this year um, with, with Glasgow sticking 50 points on them and, and the Kings failing to score so on one hand, they've had a good victory away from home. On the other hand, they, they, you know, it, it'll suppose it'll depend on which one of that team turned up. Hopefully, it'll be the one that kind of can get the victory and the five points that they desperately need to make sure that they stay in contention for the playoffs. Looking forward to Saturday. Uh, it's an opportunity for Connacht to really just, uh, if they can deliver the same kind of uh, focus and intensity that they've been doing the last couple of weeks, they'll be too strong for the Kings and they can really get the kind of confidence boost they need going forward to Gloucester. Yeah, I think so. I'd expect Connacht to go out and, and get a good win. And if the weather stays good, I'd expect a, a, a try bonus. All right, don't forget our sponsors, Murdy Rabbits. Big thanks to them. Uh, we'll have more on that over the line show on special uh, live event on December 12th uh, in the coming weeks. We'll be back with another podcast on Monday after the Southern Kings game. But for now, big thanks to all of you for listening. Uh, thanks to Alan as well. That's it for me. Loose, cut it loose. Break out or nothing changes Sad and confused Don't wait until